This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. Check them out. They're very funny guys. Craft Radio. This is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Masters of None. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. It's a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Masters of None. What's going on, everybody? It's Jay from Masters of None. Uh, Mike and Art not joining me today because they are not worthy of this interview that we're about to bring you today. Uh, last year, I had the pleasure of hitting up, uh, well, virtually hitting up a Fantastic Fest uh, film festival, and I got to see an amazing movie for uh, a band that I'm a fan of that I've seen in person that my old band has actually opened for once. Uh, I've, I've, I've got the blood on me. I've got the, all the bodily fluids on me. Uh, the movie's called This Is Guar. It's the story of the band Guar, who, if you don't know by now, come on, man. You, you, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, Michael Bishop's joining us, a.k.a. Blothar, the Berserker Blothar, a.k.a. or FKA, I should say, Beefcake the Mighty. What's going on, Michael? How are you, man? Uh, I'm all right. How are you? Cool, man. Uh, pleasure to talk to you. As I said, uh, I'm a fan. I've, I've been there. I've gotten the ooze on me. Uh, like I said, my, one of my, my old band opened for you guys, actually, here in, in Poughkeepsie in New York. I don't know if you were oh, in wow. it at the time. It was probably around 2000-ish. Um, but yeah, pe- people thought that our band, because we did like a bit of a costume comedy type of thing, and uh, there, was a little, there were actually rumors circulating that you guys were, we were you guys kind of fucking around. <laughs> which was kind I of fun. <laughs> so I uh, started doing a bunch of crazy crap and blaming it on you. <laughs> uh, so awesome to talk to man. Uh, the movie, this is Guar comes out on shutter. Uh, if you're not familiar with shutter, it's an awesome horror streaming platform. Uh, you can uh, check that out starting on July 21st films released on there. A new albums out now too from Guar dark ages, uh, the CD and the graphic novel Guar and the duo verse of absurdity, both released tomorrow. If you're listening to this, on Thursday when we release it this week. And uh, you guys got some cool uh, screenings going on at the uh, the Alamo Draft Houses around the country, uh, I think, next Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And uh, you're going to be at the one in Brooklyn this coming Monday? I'm, or? I'm actually not going to be at any of them. Okay. I, was to, I was thinking about it, but, uh, you know, I had some stuff, family stuff that I need to do. So. Right on, right on. So, uh, so the movie's awesome, man. Even if you're not a fan for people for non-fans of the band, it's just a it's a killer, you know, just insane, you know, behind the music type uh, biography of the band, and uh, you, you're you're a big part of it, obviously. <laughs> uh, you guys were happy with with how it came out, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, we're we're thrilled with it. You know, it's uh, it's not a it's exactly what we what we wanted. Uh, it's a fair representation of the band tells the story of the band uh, offstage, and, which to me is a, a very interesting story. Gore is a unique For sure. organization, and uh, there really isn't much like it in the world, and there's, uh, and there's not much like it on the world, in the world on the stage, but you know, the, the organization that puts it up is very unique too. So um, yeah, you know, Scott Barber who made it, he did a, a really good job of being uh, attentive and compassionate with the subject matter and you know it's just I love it 
Yeah, it, it's really amazing, man, that this kind of just like punk rock kind of art collective has been going strong for, for this long. What do you, I mean, even during the during the pandemic, you guys were kind of doing some like just online stuff. And I love that the whole, you know, there's that whole mythos of just the creation of the band and the comics and the movies and all that kind of thing. What's what's your favorite aspect of being part of Guar? Is it the music side? Is it the theatric side? Is it like the the you know, the, the mythos, you know, the, the comic stuff, what's, what's your favorite part of it? Is it the music? Uh, well, no, I, I think the, my favorite part of it is being able to make meaning with so many different channels, right? Like, you know, most of the time if you're in a band, uh, you know, you're very focused on what the music says and what the music can do. Um, and we're, we're, we're focused on that just as much as any other band, but, uh, we also have all of these sort of just other modes of expression that we can use, you know, or methods of expression mm-hmm. we can use. So, um, you know, most of the people in the band are interested in uh, performance, interested in stand-up comedy, interested in, uh, you know, improv, theatrical improv. So war was always something where you could do all of that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so that that's the way that it's special to me. Right on. Uh, Listen to the new album a little bit today. I heard the first half so far, and dude, it is a legit metal album. Like, if you didn't know that was a Guar album, you'd be like, "Yo, this fucking band rocks!" Like, there's <laughs> there's no there's very little silliness. It's like a little political. It's 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 fucking legit, man. Well done on that. Well, thanks. I, do you feel like this is the best musically like the band's been ever? Uh, maybe you know it's it's weird, man. It's not so much that it's the best musically as it is that um, th- my approach to singing leaves a lot more room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that uh, you can hear what the band's doing a little bit more and, yeah. and focus it a little bit more. Um, and that's by design, you know? Um, so uh, I think that that works. Odorous, it was a whole different beast. It's like, uh-huh. you know, the guy completely hilarious. Uh-huh. So, how are you going to tell him, look, you're saying too much. It's like, <laughs> he's not saying too much. He's saying exactly what needs to be said. <laughs> right. But you know, I mean, and, and we had a chance to do something. That's not the way I do things. It's not the way I perform. And you know, I'm used to being in bands that leave a little more room. So that's, that's what we're doing. And I think it really works. Right. on. uh, when you guys, what's, what's the approach to writing the songs? Now, do you, do you go, all right, I'm just writing this, I'm just writing these songs, this album as it is, and then we'll kind of figure out what to do with it, like when we play this stuff live on stage, or do you do, say, say I think this would be a cool concept for a song that we could, you know, do live and make, make something cool out of it, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, you know, I know that Brent Ferguson oftentimes writes with something, with the idea of action in mind, action on stage, um, but... You know, he he's fairly young in the band by war standards. And I mean, we used to do that for characters. We would do it for, you know, like if you come up with a character song. Mm-hmm. But by and large, I mean, we just sort of do, uh, you know, write, write songs and then come up with lyrical themes that, that seem to fit the music, just like any other band. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, it was different because we have a graphic novel that's being released, and the graphic novel goes with uh, the album. The yeah, yeah, and and it was weird because you know the pandemic came, 
So really the graphic novel was pretty much almost done. You know, it was really written uh, before the songs all came together. So mm -hmm. uh, we let we let the graphic novel influence the lyrics maybe in a way that we hadn't before. Um, uh, but but it goes both ways. I mean, we come up with cool ideas in a song and we're like, you know, that that would be really good to do on stage. Uh, and so we, you know, we, we do it like that. Mm -hmm. In this in the same vein, I'm curious as to how. So you've you've been in the band you know, a few times now, but you've had the, the liberty of twice creating a new character for the van for the band. So Beefcake the Mighty was your first your you're, you're the first Beefcake who still is in the band is to this day. And now you've come back as as Blothar. What um, do you come in with your own character ideas or does everybody pitch in on that or like how does that work? I mean, yeah, I, I came in with the ideas for the substance of the character. Uh -huh. um, and that's the way most people work, right? Like nobody's telling us what to do with it. Um, but then uh, Matt McGuire working with him and, and you know, you just kind of describe what you want as far as the costume, and then you get what they do, right? <laughs> right on. They, they take your, take it under advisement, and they, you know, it's just like writing music, man. I mean, you know, I can tell a drummer what to do all I want, but he's going to do something that's way cooler than what I think. Right, right. Uh, and it's very much like that with the artists in the band. You know, you, you give them some ideas, and they just take it and do what they do, and it always kicks ass. Right on. I was uh, I was going back and just checking out some of the stuff. You know, I read that kind of that we kill everything from '99 is kind of like your guys' least favorite album in there, and that's kind of the most I feel like kind of silly. I mean, not silly, but you know, like over the top kind of punk rock vibe. Which is, admittedly, I'm more of a punk guy than a metal guy. You know, that's how kind of you guys started as punks trying to play metal. What your version of metal was, but it was funny. I was, I went to just watch the first track on YouTube, which is Baby Raper to watch the video of it. And before Baby Raper comes on as an ad for Sleepy's Serta Mattress. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> Baby I like to think that uh, Dave Brocky up there somewhere has just had, had a chuckle at that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> but I, I'd love to be in the boardroom where that comes up. Yeah, so uh, what, what's the uh, target demo for these uh, these mattress commercials? <laughs> for those, like, 25 to 54 baby rapers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got the perfect spot to put this ad. <laughs> uh, I love that, of course, you guys have just been, you know, kind of the total anti, literally anti-everything, almost, you know, anarchist-loving group that you are. Uh, one of my favorite parts in, in the movie is the uh, the visit to the Grammys where you guys got nominated for a uh, phallus in wonderland and they were like, you just can't wear the costumes to the Grammy ceremony. And of course, you know, you guys wore it to, I remember that as a kid, like seeing the footage on MTV and stuff. Were you, were you at, were you part of that? I, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I forget the I, years. I totally was. But tell me, yeah. how did that, you know, give me the little behind the scenes that we don't get in the movie of that whole thing. How'd that go down? Oh man, it was just, you know, we had already pissed them off by saying that, you know, we weren't happy about being nominated by a Grammy. Notion <laughs> of it. And so and they were definitely mad. Like, I mean, <laughs> pictures with the president, and he mentioned it. You know, he was like, yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> but I'll take this picture with you. You know, look, you've changed your tune. He really had that attitude. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. But, like, you know, I mean, it was really cool because we got to – meet all these people that you wouldn't normally meet. You know, I met Katie Lang and 
you know, and then we sat there in the audience and watched Michael Jackson and In Vogue perform. Like, uh-huh. It was just insane. And Sir Mix-a-Lot had this big, giant butt that he had <laughs> got inflatable and it was right across from the Shriners Auditorium. Um, so all of that was funny. And then just, of course, the stories I tell in the movie, I mean, you know, once we had those outfits on, Crocky was just getting, <laughs> screaming out at uh, Patrick Stewart, you know, chasing him around like, you know, Jean-Luc Picard, as I live and breathe. Like, it's, it's so funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was it was really a good time and, and going to all of the parties. It was also a time, though, where you really felt how outside war is, right? Like, uh, of, of, of the sort of the mainstream mm-hmm. industry, you know, like, I mean, war, you're right, it is a punk rock band, it is a DIY band, yep. and that's really what's, what's important about it. Um, and we are from Richmond, Virginia, you know, the whole world's not from yeah. Hollywood and New York City. Did, uh, did, did you guys meet anybody at that point who was totally into what you were doing or were fans of the band at that, that night? Any kind of weird <laughs> celebrities like, oh, man, you guys rule. <laughs> oh, yeah, a, a lot of them. Yeah. Know? I mean, John Cusack's always been a war fan. Oh, nice. Um, all, a lot of, not all, but a lot of comedians love the war. Sure. A lot of you know, funny people uh, just think. Yeah, a bunch of cameos in the movie too, yep. Yeah, yeah. Weird um, Al especially. So, yeah, weird Al. Uh, Thomas Lennon from uh, yeah, Reno. State. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's good, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> Maria Bamberg of all people. Yeah. Yeah, I delight in that. I mean, I really love that there's these people that like this band that, you know, are so funny. I mean, because probably the comedians are who we feel the most kinship with. I mean, I can tell you that, like, you know, if, if, if you get this group of guy hanging out backstage, group of guys hanging out backstage we'd be a lot happier with a bunch of comics mm-hmm. than we would you know a bunch of heavy metal guys i mean that's sure. true so, so is there a lot of just uh ripping on each other backstage because that's what goes on with comics <laughs> yeah <exactly>. yeah <laughs> just shitting on each other <laughs> yeah. yeah that's awesome obviously you guys are known for doing insane stuff on, on stage what's the craziest thing you've ever seen go on in the audience or something that somebody's, you know, because you guys bring people up on stage a lot to, you know, either get eaten or getting beat up. What's the uh, what's the craziest thing a fan has ever done, either down on the floor that you've seen happen or someone that you brought on stage? Like, what's what's something that offended or shocked even you guys? I mean, we've never had uh, a fan that we purposely brought on stage do something that was just so crazy. Uh, but... What what does happen? What's you know, and especially in the early days of the band, uh, and this is why I like going places we haven't been before. Like uh, you know, when people see what we do on stage, or we're breaking the frame. Like we're doing something that is not something that they think is even possible, right? Mm-hmm. So when we do it, it's like somebody tells them, "Look, you can do whatever you want." Um, so we would get these insane reactions, you know, like, uh, we've had people throw up artificial limbs, like onto stage, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we played at this place called Taco Land a long time ago. And when we played it, it was just full of like, they, no punk rockers could get in because the owner 
had basically just called all of his friends, so it was like just a a room full of drunken <laughs> Latino farm workers, right? <laughs> like, like workers, and I mean, it was like a saloon brawl in a movie, right? Like you know, people are getting punched, there's chairs breaking, like there's <laughs> booze getting poured down people's throats, you know, like women with the boobs out and just like I mean, it's completely bananas. Like, but then you know there's the typical stuff i mean uh one day i remember we were sitting there and there was this kid that was spitting on me man and he was spitting and he was really accurate and every time i would go to sing back up vocals he'd spit right into my mouth and i was so pissed off it was so gross and there was this kid sitting right next to him standing next to him i should have known because he was dressed head to toe in Eddie Murphy's red and white suit, like that red and white the leather letters. outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I see that kid, and I'm like, and he's like, yeah. And I point to the kid next to him, and I'm like, I go like, yeah, sock that dude. Uh, and the guy, the kid just turns around and wallops this guy, like <laughs> disappears completely, <laughs> gone. Uh, nice. Eddie. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's a million of those things. We've seen people get boned in the audience, you know, like actually having sex. That's always. <laughs> I mean, don't you have any respect for yourself? <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty wild. Um, so you you uh, you're a professor, right? Part time professor, I hear. Uh, you have a PhD in music, is that right? I have, I have a PhD in music. I'm not a professor anymore. I, okay. I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe once you are, you are. But I, I was a. Uh, I, I just I don't teach. I, I you know the the band kind of is too busy for me to do that. Right on. So, but yeah, I taught for a long time. It was a full, I was a full time uh, teacher. So my my last question for you is who would uh, who would do better at Jeopardy? Would it be you or uh, Greg Graffin from Bad Religion, who was also. Uh, who also has a PhD, I believe, or or we could throw in Dexter from The Offspring, who I think has a PhD as well. Yeah, there's a lot of them, man. <laughs> David, David Lowry from Factor has one. Um, Does he? Right on. Yeah, yeah. I would say I I do pretty good, man, because yeah. I, I I I I'm not going to say I beat those guys, but it depends on what the topics are. Man. Sure. <laughs> um, I pay an awful lot of attention to literature and film and, and music and stuff like that so i might i might be able to pull it out all right then we're, we're gonna try and make this happen then we'll have a we'll have a trivia contest we're gonna get all four of you guys on one show <laughs> we'll have a showdown of the lead singers with phds yeah <laughs> i mean no now music you know they did stick an ology on the end of it like they could make it a science uh-huh. musicology but you know it's pretty it's a pretty soft science right so <laughs> These guys seem like they actually have some uh, some academic merit, so they might be. <laughs> they might have you there. 
Right on, man. Well, Mike Bishop, thanks so much. Uh, everybody should absolutely subscribe to Shudder if you don't have it, because not only they have amazing horror movies on there, uh, This Is Guar will be on there starting July 21st. The new Guar album is is also amazing, and if you're a metal fan, you should check that out for sure. Uh, the new Dark Ages, uh, it's streaming now everywhere. It's out on CD on the 15th, which is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the release date of Thursday, and the graphic novel that goes along with it too, Guar and the duoverse of absurdity. Uh, Mike Bishop, man, thanks so much. I really appreciate you uh, showing us the guts of Guar. All right. Thank you. Take it easy. Don't forget to leave us a review and rating on iTunes and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Masters of None. Masters of None is brought to you by Simply Syndicated, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and streaming live on morelikeradio.com. Check out the website, mastersofnone.com. It includes episodes, news, articles, videos, pictures, so much fucking more, man. Check them out. Masters of None. Masters of a fucking excellent domain name, I'll tell you that right now. Father too many. Father they had a, too many. Someone had it and they were like, we, we want sure that. I got it again. again. You think they had to buy it? I think, man. Like you said, that's a that's a good name. Once they got thing. they were going way far, way far back. Maybe they got they saw that. They maybe got they it. got it. Maybe they got it way back. How far back? Way back. How far are you gonna go back? Way back. As we go around like this. All right, check them out. Mastersofnone.com. Uh,